welcome to the We're All Fucked podcast hosted by me, Derry Owen. And me, Dan's Grace. This is a podcast designed to try and take a light-hearted take on the ridiculousness of society as we know it and wonder how we all find a way to carry on, even though we know deep down we're all fucked. Each episode, we'll be looking at a particular topic, having a laugh and a cry along the way, dragging along a few guests with us for the ride. Remember to rate us and subscribe so you never miss our rounds. Happy New Year, Derry! Happy New Year, Daniel. Well, I'm not sure the other 2022 <laughs> before it has <laughs> been a bit shit in their own way so no no happy new year happy new year 364 days for it to go downhill from now (laughs) (laughs) yeah high points yeah so we're recording this on the 2nd of january and it's uh decidedly still cold and wintry but without the uh christmas decorations got taken down fairly rapidly and yeah as two, we we oh. kind of did it naturally, which I was quite lucky. We just like ended up coming home yesterday, and all of a sudden, like she started removing one or two baubles, <laughs> and I was like, "All right, I'll go over there and I'll remove some tinsel." And we just like did it like organically, and I, nice. and like and nice. I told her like I'm so pleased we did it this way because if you would have told me on the fourth we're taking it down, I probably would have killed myself. I hate. <laughs> I can't tell you how much I hate it. I just can't <laughs> tell you. There's something, there's something oh. some shit about it. But um, yeah, it's all gone. And to, you're, you're, you know what? I need, I need my routine. I, I yeah. need, I need some normality. It was nice to have a break, but I need that normality back. And no, oh, I get you. I get you. You'll, you'll be very glad that you're living so far away from me because I well, essentially. Always oh, it was <laughs> asshole. It was literally the opposite situation. It wasn't. It wasn't announced in advance that it was going to be on the fourth. It was just announced. Like you know, it wasn't even announced. It was like, would you help me take down the decorations? And then I was like, yeah, of course. And then like I think later that day, it was like, right, we're going to do it. <laughs> yeah, one of that. <laughs> yeah. One of you had summoned the energy. Yeah. yeah. I was just yeah, all of it incredibly rapidly it went up about for me about four weeks too early and then it went down <laughs> about i mean once once it was off it was okay it's a bit like a you know it's a plaster isn't it it's like you know you don't want to take it off you know it's going to hurt so you just leave it there but really it just needs to come off so you just you know you have to do it get it off yeah 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 there are these fuckers though you drive about sometimes like in february and there's still an external <laughs> santa isn't there just like on the wall just like you know some someone someone in that building uh <laughs> decomposing <laughs> there is just dismissing. Yeah, probably. Oh, <laughs> fucking bastard over there. Somebody that word. Yeah. Inside having was... having slit their wrists because their their children didn't come round. <laughs> no, because they listened to season one of this shit show, probably. <laughs> and if well, anybody's wondering what my favourite Christmas present is, I've had a new microphone. <laughs> if you can't fucking tell the contrast between my shite and yeah. the glorious luxury, <laughs> it's uh, it's going to be interesting listening back to this to you know see how because I can certainly hear a difference on yours. It's a uh, little yeah. bit of ASMR there. <laughs> it does not have a bullshit filter on it, unfortunately, which is too expensive. Oh, 
damn, damn, <laughs> extra added features that all the best podcasts get, but not for the <laughs> likes of us. <laughs> yeah, it'll still be covered in spit by the end of this with all my ranting. What was your favourite <laughs> gift? Well, I've got a, you know... What the fuck was that? Well, it was, it was me. It was me sort of considering all of the various things. I, my partner got me a very nice bottle of uh, Fortnum and Mason's whiskey. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Premium, premium yeah. shit. Nothing, nothing like a, a bit of upper class, you know, posh wankery to. to <laughs> share one day, this, this is what you could. Good deal if you were born into privilege. <laughs> well, this is it. This is it. It's like a, it's a taste of how the other half lives. There's, I mean, the other one percent. We should change that. Really, is an issue. The other, probably the other zero point one percent. Because look at that. It's like the other half. Just like it's like a flip of the coin. Well, I have, I have seen. I think there's a sort of there's a performative element around brands, isn't there? Because I, I, I have someone who I go to class with who fairly regularly comes in with a Fortnum and Mason's or a Harrods bag and I'm like you know you don't shop that frequently at that place to justify just randomly having no one walks around with a little bag proudly displaying it do they no they have the little bag it is functional and therefore they're carrying it around with them because they need to carry things if someone goes to get a Harrods bag they're getting it to either show someone that they've shopped at Harrods or because they just really like the bag and it's a better quality bag. Yeah, Selfridges yeah. are really bad at that. They've just what, got this like fancy bags. A fancy fucking bag, yeah. I bet the, most of the fuckers got like a pack of biscuits or something in it, but it's just like they can walk around the, the shopping centre with this like well, this basically this glorified handbag almost. Yeah, I know, this is it, this is it. Certainly like, you know, we've we bought a couple of things from Fortnum and Mason's and I, I got showed a couple of presents from Harrods a couple of years ago but they're so pricey that you you could never physically do it regularly it's just a, yeah. a very very nice present treat thing treats yeah you're right that's why I'm talking about the biscuits actually because remember when we went to Harrods we were down in London last you hover around those cheap products you know, to say, yeah. all right, okay, I'll pay four quid this time for the biscuits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, You know, exactly, just for exactly. some reason. <laughs> but, like, oh, I, I loved going up to the fucking, the toy section the first ever time I went to Harrods. Oh, yeah, it's mental there, isn't it? You've got, like, a fucking car, like, a little, a little, a kid can go in it, but it's electric and it moves. And I'm like, the fuck? Yeah. Mother, father, stop being peasants and earn more money. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah. How the other 0.1 percent lives. There we go. That has changed. <laughs> well, right, my topic um, first of the year. Yes, yes. Going in hard. And it's probably apt after the season we've just had and come out from. Uh, but I'm going to talk about alcohol. Oh God! Oh fucking hell! Oh Jesus Christ! Right. What? Oh, I didn't expect <laughs> that reaction. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just I. I, I mean, this is why we swap the topics back and forth, because obviously, like, when it's your own topic, you've kind of mentally prepared yourself. There's, yeah. You know, there's a few things swirling around your mind. But when when you come along with a topic, it's like a it's like being dunked down a waterfall of expectation. It's like, oh, shit, I'm dealing with this part of my harrowing existence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, there we go. I'm glad it's tapping into those avenues of your thought patterns. 
But uh, you know, you're oh. overcooking the egg there. If you could have, uh, I've got any thought of thought process around it. Only only a few ideas, I suppose. Um, yeah, well, I don't know. There, there, there's like without going on onto a monologue about alcohol. Obviously, I look at my relationship with alcohol. Obviously, looking at the purpose of the podcast, I were all fucked. I coping mechanism for sure. Uh, you know why we do it? Why we do the need to get pissed? And mo- the thing that always kind of strikes me is why it's still legal. Because you talk to everyone. If it was discovered tomorrow, it would be a class A drug. You know, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, for sure. And you would not if it was synthesized in a Mexican lab. <laughs> this shit. Don't touch this shit. You know, it's bad for you. <laughs> it's, it's bad. It affects all organs. You might shit yourself. You know, but it's just like you so, will uh, piss yourself at some point. <laughs> yeah, but I also look alcohol. You know, obviously, I've got to crit- critically look at my relationship with alcohol. It's not the healthiest, uh, in my opinion. And the reason I say that is my viewpoint on it is like I don't think I would have got to the age that I would have now without it. Oh, yeah, I know. So, so coping I, that, mechanism, it's, it's genuinely got you through. I think so. I genuinely do. I probably <laughs> it's the alcohol talking <laughs> the glass, but, <laughs> but I genuinely feel that sometimes uh, that it's so effective. Uh, you know, at numbing after, the pain after that one, two, three kind of area uh, before you get the feeling for the flavour, and then it all goes downhill. But it's so effective at that point to kind of like to really add yeah, them down any kind of do, shit do that you you're mean, going do through. Do you mean? Do you mean like the pre-drunk drink? Yeah, yeah, more like, or less. Like just like just the, a two the, or three the, drink the first, feeling. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I can't I I can't quote it, but you know the Mitchell and Webb sketch of like the the. Oh, I've seen. I can't recall it now either. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know. Anyway, anyway, I'm not going to play it, but it's you know the idea that. The world works best when you've had one or two drinks. Yeah, yeah. Any, any less than that, and it's a harsher place. Any more than that, bad shit happens. You don't want to go there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I, I, if you can keep it, and I know there's people out there with low, you know, drinking problems, I can totally understand how it gets there. But again, I need to be coherent here. I'll, I'll, I'll start off. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be coherent because it's easy just to be chaotic, like a go off like a fucking alcoholic firework here. But first of all, no that 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 idea of like um of like it being part of my survival, rightly or wrongly, I feel like that about alcohol. I feel that you know probably looking back, I've had elements of depression since I've become into consciousness. Yeah. yeah, from the consciousness and. Growing up about being somebody who's shy, nervous, and confident, and you're thinking about entering those social years, pubescent years. And you know, would I have have got on as I'm? Would I have talked to the people? uh, I won't say women, (laughs) there weren't many, (laughs) but I would talk to people. Would I have socialised? Would I have tried to got on, made the connections that I need to? I would stand here and probably say probably not. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. would and then you're going through your life thinking the stresses. Has it allowed me to cope? Yes. Uh, you know, has it given me an outlet, a, a fairly safe outlet in my case? Yes. Yeah, yeah, 
but this is always with the the footnote of, of thinking you know i understand that people have got like alcoholism is a destructive horrific thing but i also do wonder is there kind of like there must be some sort of um a genetic, this is me speaking totally and scientifically here, like a genetic or a predisposition to it. Because I'm thinking, what does it take? Like, you know, because I've drank a hell of a lot. My friends have drank a hell of a lot, got to some states, had, had patches of, you know, drinking really too much being younger. But it never, like, went over to the point of, oh, yeah. actually, you know, I, I, I can't stop here. And that's always no, very interesting you. to me. So that would be my first. That's Act One. I don't want to go off like a firework, I say, but that's probably one thing I want to discuss is probably putting it back at you and your relationship with it, and and it's t- it's tied into the fact that that's the that in my opinion is why it's legal. We've got capitalism fucking us all the time. They they're going to allow a drug in every street fucking corner that's going to take the edge off because without it, it's fucking riots. As far as yeah. I'm concerned, yeah. do you feel that? What's your relationship yeah. with it? Do you do you look at it as a positive in your life? Yeah, I mean, overall, definitely. Overall, I definitely do look at it as a positive. I think you kind of broadly had kind of the social lubrication element, the emotional coping element, and then extended from that, is there some kind of genetic or, or you know, I'd, I'd go so far as to say, you know, nature, nurture, that whole sort of, you know, yeah, how, how, to what it. extent do, do your parents influence whether that be biologically or, or socially, do they influence yeah. your relationship with alcohol? Um, I mean, social lubricant, I definitely agree. I mean, we have we have a society that is far richer for our pubs and our bars. You know, there's there's some really good experiences. There's some really good communities around good pubs. And, you know, they, they can often be the hub of the community. And, you know, I, I don't have a, a local per se now, but... I think long term, I would love to live in a place where I had a pub that I went to on maybe a weekly basis, maybe every couple of weeks, that was like the social hub of the community. And I think that's quite important for especially in in kind of rural life where there's less kind of connection with people or or there's a risk of a lack of connection with other people because of the the travel barriers and the fragmented communities and so on. Um, Going to what you were saying about the kind of coping this is this is where i've got to be quite careful because i think that i have a tendency if it was unchecked and if i wasn't too aware of it i could so easily become an alcoholic <laughs> oh really yeah because yeah. is that because of your nature with yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. very addictive personality and i think i think i mean i'm not being entirely fair on myself but i i definitely think that i'm quite careful to not drink too much because if I did drink too much, if I became reliant on it, it would get to a point then when I had to quit and I don't want to quit it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to yeah. have a healthy relationship with it, which I, I, you know, from what you were saying, that's sounds like you feel like at the moment, at least you have mostly a healthy relationship. Uh, it could be healthier. I, I feel like, I feel like I'm drinking at a level that is known to damage the human body. Um, but I'm doing it voluntarily, voluntarily, sorry, if we can speak properly, voluntarily knowing that that trade-off of potential damage is worth it for me to be able to live in this existence. (laughs) So you've quit the running then. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have over Christmas and it fucking tells, I'll tell you that for free. I haven't I haven't been to the gym in about a month. It's it's gonna have to come back at some point yeah. pretty soon. <laughs> but, but I, no, I, I, get I generally look, I generally look at it like a fucking spreadsheet pie chart almost where I'm thinking yeah, like yeah, yeah. I know this is probably not great, but like it's just like totally though know, this is but I am entering that stage of life, mid thirties now, where the the hangovers are brutal. And especially when you've got like uh, the responsibilities the next day, and I've got a tendency to throw up the following morning. Jesus Christ! Yeah, yeah, I, I would, I'll never do it like on the night, or very rarely on the night, and then I do it. So and I if you've and careful. if you've got young kids who are sort of you know wanting daddy to play or whatever, it's oh, like fucking hell, yeah, you can't tell them oh. to mind. I'm just going away for five <laughs> minutes. Make it worse. <laughs> I don't. I don't fucking. Jesus Christ! I mean, I. How I've often never... do you have like a stressful day, and you just think I'm I, I'm gonna have a glass of wine tonight just to take the edge off? Very, or a very, beer. very, very frequently. I resist that. I sort of. I oh, do, do you? To... Yeah, I think I think you know, not not divulging too personal, but I think Jode's a big influence on it because Jode loves a drink. And if out of the two of us, she will very frequently be the one to be like, oh, should we get, should we get some beers in? Should we, yeah. oh, should we, should we buy a bottle? And I'll always be like the sense it's a lot easier then for me to play the sensible role of money. You know, we've got an early start tomorrow. I've got work. You've got work. You know, we shouldn't be doing this. Leave it to the weekend. <laughs> you know, so it's yeah. like I, I can sort of fit into that quite easily. If, I mean, even I, I would say I drink now probably more than I have in a long time because of her influence, but also because of Christmas. Like we genuinely we have about seven different types, approximately seven different types of alcohol right now. It's like, yeah, why? Why? Yeah. You you don't need that amount of bottles of booze. No, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Especially in your house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're all just sat yeah. there. But I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm the weird one. I could quite happily like left up to myself. And there's a few bottles that she doesn't like. Left up to myself, it'll probably take me months to get through most of them. Like mm. I've got, a, I've got a bottle of Aberfoyle's whiskey and a bottle of Fortnum and Mason's whiskey, and they probably they'll be gone at some point in summer. I would say. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That's that's healthy. Spring. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think not that I'm a peak physical fitness, but when you are sort of regularly going to the gym, the idea of also trying to co- like do that alongside regular drinking, it just doesn't fucking work. Like your body, or at least my body, physically cannot handle lifting weights and also drinking regularly because I've tried to do that. Like I've tried <laughs> to like have more drinks. And then you get to the gym and you're like, your body tells you, fucking treat me better bitch yeah oh, yeah yeah definitely yeah and then there is this feeling of of staleness that comes yeah, over you yeah. if you do it for too too often really yeah. but um what about what about your your mum and dad do they i mean I'd, i kind of i have an image perhaps wrongly that they're not big drinkers no no they never have been they don't drink at all now really um okay. Yeah, more or less. He told Int- us inten- really. intentionally or just like, yeah, yeah, just of... like yeah. Mum gets like massive headaches and yeah, dad does. Well, he had an operation years ago on his pancreas, 
and they just just made the decision i'm not drinking anymore even though the doctor said it's got nothing to do with alcohol and you you could but (laughs) uh, but even before then uh my dad was never really a big drinker he'd have a few pints of stuff but no he was never a big drinker and stuff um yeah yeah yeah. but i think like I, i i generally do feel like the in my in my head, if I was like totally mentally well, <laughs> we know when I was like Sorry, sixteen. I really shouldn't giggle. <laughs> no, no, it's it, very it's cruel good. of me. <laughs> it's funny though. It's funny. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> but you know, if you were mentally well, or like sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, like how different would my relationship be? I'd still drink, obviously, but I wouldn't look at it as like that's the unhealthiness of me. I look at it as like, oh, I I need this you know, before going to this place. And that place, I do mean, like, social events. I don't mean, like, <laughs> dropping my kid <laughs> off of school or anything. I do mean, you know, it, it, it is, like, those main kind Turning of bits, really. Time. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I get you, I get you. I mean, looking back at my teenage years, I was never the kind of wild tearaway, but there were certain points where alcohol definitely helped smooth the nerves and just make me feel better about existing because I felt so (laughs) self-conscious and so like everyone hates me no one likes me this is shit go home you shouldn't be here and then you get a couple of beers in you and that voice just goes away yeah yeah (laughs) it's fucking great (laughs) yeah but the hilarious thing about it I think it's true we're all drugs isn't it that person then comes back the following day with a fucking megaphone (laughs) remember me bitch (laughs) yeah I'm back (laughs) I'm back. What you did last night. Only cunts do that. And you're the biggest version. Oh, the sense of, honestly, one of the biggest, worst ever feelings is doing stupid drunk shit and then realizing it in the morning. Oh, I know. I know. (laughs) You want to, like, write a letter of apology to the Pope, don't you? Yeah. And get them to stand in the Vatican season. Just want to let everyone know. I was really sorry about what happened last night. I know, I know. The guilt, they are, they're horrible. And sometimes they're even worse where, luckily this hasn't happened in years, but when you get like blackout, so you get like blackout moments, and it's just like, I have no idea what happened there. And it could be anything, couldn't it? It could be anything. You could could kill someone. (laughs) Voluntary voluntary intoxication. As a slightly geeky here. Voluntary intoxication isn't normally a defence um, for murder, by the way. If oh, really? Yeah, yeah, genuinely. If you've got drunk, doesn't matter if you intended it. The, you know, you were doing risky behaviour anyway. If you do something bad while you're pissed... Is it a you're... point of mitigation? No. Oh, really? Not even mitigation? Yeah. In in Oh, wait a second. I'm not going to categorically say that. From what I've read, it's not. But I haven't... I've studied a very, like, foundational level... Of the yeah. end. So my understanding is limited, but if you'd yeah, have good it, behavior, you've done nothing else before. You had yeah, a stressful period that. in yeah, your yeah, moment. Yeah. You've got pissed to try and cope with it and lost it. Then yeah, you'll you still go that. to jail, but your lawyer would use it as mitigation, wouldn't he? Yeah, or she. yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Yeah, yeah, I think that could work. That could work. That yes. could work. But, it's, but no, it's yeah. Go on. No, no. I, I, I there's nothing more really. I would. <laughs> we talked about this off off thing last time we recorded i think it talk, it's linked back to that mitchell webb thing you can talk about oh yeah where, yeah where it's my invention that you get like a 
like a Nicorette patch. Oh, but, fucking hell. But it's yeah, the alcohol yeah. patch idea. where it secretes <laughs> a two pint. Two yeah, pint. Yeah, oh, yeah, regular, you can get a one pint, two, two pint, or a three yeah, pint yeah. patch. You <laughs> just like put on. I reckon. Oh, life's That's just better, work. yeah? Yeah. Life is better, and you're not rough the following days. So it doesn't have like serious effects on the body. Probably if you do it like every fucking day, you would. But it's just like it's unfair how that's that's the danger of alcohol, I think. And it just shows you how oh, this is this is this is it. This is how I'm supposed to be. You know, that's the thing. It lies to you, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, I think it sort of it gives you a hollow sense of like tranquility, yeah. and it's you know once you sort of come off it, you're like you 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 tricked me again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I I think I mean I I every single year for the, like the last four years I've had a beer advent calendar, and there is nothing better. Than having a twelve percent imperial stout at seven o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the advent so, calendar, the situational oh. thing there allows you to do that. At any other moment, that is a cause of concern, isn't it? <laughs> well, I mean, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm very. This is this is the part of the thing where I'm like, yeah, I could be an alcoholic because whenever like I've come around the next morning and we've you know, there's been a house party or whatever, and like, you know, you need to tidy up, etc. If there's a half drunk beer or a half whatever bottle of wine, I'll quite happily down it. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I don't have that relationship with alcohol where I'm like, oh no, it's the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't drink now. I'm like, yes, I can. It tastes good. It still tastes good. <laughs> have you had periods where you might have like done it quite hard for a long amount long? I can't really speak. Have you had a moment where you've, um, you know, you've seshed it for multiple days, weeks, or whatever, weekends, and it's gotten to the habitual state where you, where you actually find, oh, hold on, uh, I'm on, I'm on a slow pier. Have, have, <laughs> have you ever been concerned about your drinking at any point? Would be an easier way of putting it. I mean, I've I've never gone to that habitual point, um, or to the point where I've been concerned. I've had points where. I've drunk for the wrong reasons and therefore I've been concerned about that. I've known that that's an issue, but it's never been to the extent where like, I mean, I'll be honest with you. There's a big part of me that is tight as fuck. Like, Mm. you know, literally to the point where I was in Aldi a couple of hours ago and I was in, I was in the fridge aisle and I was looking at two different options of margarine and one was one pound more expensive than the other. Objectively, Compared to my amount of money that I have in my bank account, a pound is not a lot of money. You know, it's it's significant. But it took a lot of willpower for me to go, no, Daniel, you'll buy the slightly more expensive one because you know it's nicer. You yeah. deserve it. It will be tasty. You'll enjoy it. But that's been a decision that's been building up for about three months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Run so it. When it comes to, like, alcohol... I look at it and I'm like, you're ripping me off. Yeah, there is that. There is that. Get fucked. Yeah. I always think that I, I, I will go and see a nice rump steak mm. for like, you know, four quid, four pound fifty or something. And I'm like, get fucked, mate. 
But I, mate, call me. Do you fancy going for a quick run on the corner and I'd spat five pound fifty on a on a Carlsberg export without thinking? Contact us. Beep, beep. You know. Imagine going to Albia every ten minutes. Well, not every ten minutes. But every half an hour, and buying a rump steak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly, exactly. And when you, you think you think about like the quality of life difference, like I know it sounds it's a really stupid example, and, and this makes me sound like an alcoholic. I had stuffing for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I bought myself Just a, a bowl packet. of fucking stuffing. I got no, me, me no, no. I, I made I made it into balls and baked it in the oven. But like it was literally, I was like, I really like stuffing at Christmas. The only time I ever have stuffing is at Christmas. I'm going to buy myself a packet of stuffing and have it for dinner. No sides. <laughs> literally just stuffing. Just balls directly <laughs> to your mouth. My God, yeah. mate. R.I.P. your ass. <laughs> it is. It is disgusting. Sometimes I, I smell it and it's like, oh, it's like a baby's nappy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my kids love stuffy. They call it stuffy. 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 <laughs> but my God, they fart after it. It's insane. Nobody knows what it is. Anyway, it's basically dust and it's sage. It's basically tasty, tasty dust and sage. Dust and sage. <laughs> dust. Yeah. Oh, we digress. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think I think for me... All right, can I give you a hypothetical? Sorry, carry on. Oh, yeah. Sorry. No, no. no, 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 sorry. no, no, no. Go on, go on, go on. No. I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Right. How would it impact like the vast amount of average Joes if alcohol was banned tomorrow? <laughs> My question links to the fact of how many people drink it to cope. You know, like how many people drink it to cope with this fucking hideous economic system that we have? Majority. Oh, wait, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, but it, they're not in the problem category of drinkers. They might be moderate well, uh, I mean, heavy drinkers. It, it, depends, like... it depends. It depends how you define problem, because problem to me is a very broad term, and it depends on who is it a problem for. So, for example, like if you look at your drinking, it doesn't. It causes you no or very little short-term problems. There is like daily it helps you get through the day it helps take the edge off it helps you be able to carry on in the medium term it actively prevents you from actually addressing the underlying psychological issues and in the long term <laughs> it will cause your death fucking <laughs> hell okay, that, that escalated quickly I but thought, like, yeah, it's good short term. I like that short term. <laughs> medium term. All right, I'll take yeah, that on the chair. Fucking, like, focus on the focus on the dicks, Just short term, <laughs> short term. Nothing to do with medium art. Don't want to look there. <laughs> Blinkers on. Come on. But like, no. But I mean, because that that I mean, and I'm not just necessarily talking about you know your own situation. But if you look at kind of you as an archetype for British man or Welsh man, you look across and you think. There's fucking loads of people in that situation. Yeah. And when you get up to a like a population level, a statistical level, I, t- I saw a statistic on the was it on the news the other day? Seventy percent of hospital admissions this winter have been due to alcohol re- alcohol related. Oh stuff. really? Yeah. 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 Fucking hell, that's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you see, you think about that. If like if alcohol was banned. Oh, not not banned because banned would you know has con- has you know impacts and there's there's political dimensions. Right. But if it just up. magically disappeared, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. 
like would would 70 percent of hospital admissions go down probably i don't want to feel confident and put an exact number on it but yeah fucking shit loads of people wouldn't end up in hospital no no yeah yeah that's so what i mean like, but what about what about stuff like mental health what i'm getting yeah. at here is i understand i'll cause a massive fucking problem all right i get it yeah, leave me yeah, alone yeah. but <laughs> what, what i mean is like by actually taking it away are you causing more harm in other departments i coping mental health than the dying early bit i know i get i get what you're saying i get what you're saying i think that it's very dependent on the situation because oh fuck off you mp <laughs> no 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 for real because if you like if you look <laughs> at it you think okay if there's like if there's a doorway that you could w- walk through to psychological well-being and balance where is and this alcohol, door <laughs> in, in your mind in your mind in your mind you have to find it <laughs> oh, but like but alcohol is stood in that that bottle of carlsberg export that can of carlsberg <laughs> export is stood in front of this doorway and is going oh no just give me a hug like oh don't look there <laughs> and it's just you know it's kind of it's you feel like it's embracing you but actually it's suffocating you and i think that realistically does everyone have that doorway to the same extent no there's a lot of people that don't have that level of social support or psychological support whether that be professional or social or family they just genuinely don't have that there for them so is alcohol kind of kind of numb it and get them through yeah but that's also a really pessimistic horrible way of looking at humanity and you like to think that if alcohol wasn't there we'd all just look at each other a bit more and listen to each other a bit more and yeah but it's the fucking economic system done that's what i'm getting <laughs> at and like you say it's there to hug you i understand what you mean but my argument is that it's much more than that it's yeah. it's keeping the fucking people going you know almost i know this is also pessimistic I'm not yeah. there, there's a yeah. pessimistic view but i'm just challenging i suppose of or bringing in the argument of not like pro alcohol or anything, but <laughs> just like it's actually playing an important role of keeping people from losing the fucking plot. Yeah. And no, yes, I, it I means there mean. is premature deaths. I get yeah. that. Each yeah. one is sad. Um, <laughs> is but the bodies pile high. <laughs> I wouldn't say stuff like that, like some fucking yeah, yeah, prime yeah. ministers. But yeah, I, ju- I, I just wonder that sometimes. I wonder that no, sometimes. I get, I get you. I get you. I'd, I'd agree with you to a certain extent. I do think that there's probably certain situations in your life that you don't really want to face through the cold, harsh light of consciousness. There's, I, I remember reading a, I, I went to Paris quite a few years ago and went round the Bastille. I think it is, um, where like a lot of the I can't remember the full history, but I think a lot of the people that were in the French Revolution were there or like were imprisoned there and so on. And a lot of the what like the night before there was the there there was a picture of like a you know, a painting of a load of them and they were getting absolutely wasted. Their yeah. captors had basically decided we're gonna let you get drunk. So they gave them a load of wine and they got absolutely rat so the next morning when they had to face their execution, they could do it drunk and it wouldn't, you know, be such a horrible experience. 
And I think that if I was about to be executed, I'd much rather be drunk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So or maybe, uh, ironically there, make sure they're hangover as fuck and they'd <laughs> literally walk to the trap door. <laughs> like, unaided. Yeah, yeah, sound, yeah. Show me where it is, mate. <laughs> you know what I mean? God, oh. <laughs> That's a good tactic, isn't it? Maybe you should do that on death row like the day before. Listen, mate, just down this whiskey. <laughs> You'll be fucking begging for it in the morning. It's <laughs> <laughs> your last meal. Seven <laughs> seventy centiliters of bells. Yeah, it like, has to be bells. <laughs> it'd be like on the fucking what's the guy's the executioner's door. Hello, we're ready to go yet. <laughs> Come on. <Yeah. laughs> oh, no, I mean, I, I get you. I get you. I, I think, I guess what I kind of, what worries me is that I think it is, what's the, I can't, I can't remember who said this, but, you know, the, religion is the opium of the masses. I think it was Karl Marx. Okay. I feel like it was Karl Marx. Know. It was probably Karl Marx. But basically the idea is that religion and alcohol are both there to numb fear and desperation and they're there to placate people mm-hmm. and they're there to control people and you know the reason why we have a society or part of the reason that we have a society that's so dependent on alcohol is because it's far easier to not face up to just how shit the world is if you've got a pint in your hand but you're also a lot less likely to actually want to change how things are if you've got a pint in your hand you don't you don't it's may, maybe with like one or two pints you know some people could get together and sit together and discuss some amazing ideas and then go on to actually change the world but the majority of the time it's there to numb you and to just tune you out rather than tune you in and i think that change is not going to come from that is it it's it's just the batter of sitting in your shit and like whether that be personally and individually or on a societal level, it's there to just go, oh. whereas if you drink a load of water and get an early night, your next day is going to be better. Like the yeah, next day, is, yeah. you can change it without being on a societal level or individual level. You will have more energy to be able to go, yes, we can do this. Yeah, it's weird how we all know that that drink of water and bed early will make us feel better. We still don't fucking do it. It's mental, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, so yeah. you, yeah, with that, with that, what you just said there, then um, brings on an interesting question. So you think that if alcohol would magically disappear tomorrow, the in the increases, the there would be a marked increase in the chances of a, of a revolution starting against capitalism. I think. I think. Yeah. I, I think it would be much higher. I think that it's it's. I mean, you'd also have to get rid of Netflix. (laughs) 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 Netflix and Carlsberg together are the the recipe for just to be, to go away to your cosy, warm living room and just cope with the bullshit. (laughs) Take all the coping mechanisms out and just unleash hell, which is why the government, government keeps it legal, of course, that and taxation receipts. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's, I, I love it. Some of my like happier sensory experiences are from really good alcohol. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Typically, you know, really good beer or nice wines or just it's all fucking lovely. Isn't or it? even the moments where you were unfortunately drunk. You know, when you were like eighteen, nineteen, twenties, we still talk about it as a friend group. It was, it was funny. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, you know. 
no, then exactly. You certainly do bounce back from it, really. And hell yeah, I mean, I I had went to a house party when I was sixteen, seventeen. Went outside, vomited all over myself, <laughs> slept for about five hours, got up and came to the French windows of this house that I'd never been to before, covered in vomit. Oh going, my ah! god. <laughs> <laughs> That's bleak. The most vodka I've ever drunk in my life, and I haven't ever drunk that much vodka since. <laughs> yeah, it's probably still, that's the thing is still in your brain, is it? Like this fucking nugget of PTSD. Yeah. But I mean, like I, I um, one of one of the saddest nights of my life. I had uh, quite a long time ago now, 2011, a couple of days before Christmas, went to the hospital to visit a friend and. It was, in fact, I'm pretty sure it was Christmas Eve because I came back that night. We all sat around and had Christmas dinner. I'd bought myself a bottle of Sambuca to have with Christmas dinner, and I literally. What the fuck? <laughs> 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 you know, either your mum's cooking is shit, or you're off your tits. <laughs> she's a, she's a fantastic cook. <laughs> but like, Christmas Eve dinner, bottle of Sambuca, and I drank the entire bottle. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, genuinely. Like, I mean, I, oh, I fucking. Worst. Oh, I love licorice. I'm a big fan of licorice. But it was, it wasn't like weak. Sambuca is like, you know, 40% normal Sambuca. What size of the bottle? Like, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a litre or anything. Like a 30, it was, 30 centiliter. No, one. no, no. Like, at least sem- you, you can't, you can't see on the podcast, obviously, but it's, you know, like your standard bottle. Normal Fuck bottle. It. Okay, 700 mil. Yeah, 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 yeah something like that. Yeah, yeah. Fuck it, hell, you were, must be rat's ass. <laughs> I was, I vomited the next day quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, I blamed, I blamed the fucking turkey dinner. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck no, it was like, I, I got up at, I got up at six, I think it was, and like went to the, through the bathroom, then woke up oh. an hour later, went back again. <laughs> it was like, oh, brutal. It wasn't, it wasn't good, it wasn't good. But, I hate well, it. I think this is it. I think that oh, I hate it. even if in the moment we have these awful experiences with alcohol, the majority of the time you look back on them and they're funny stories. Yeah. Like even the most awful things that I've done while while drunk, I look back on them and the majority of the time they're funny. <laughs> yeah, they are still funny. Yeah, that doesn't go yeah. away. Maybe sometimes, maybe not at the time either. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, oh, oh, this is gonna. Sometimes you know at the time I'm gonna need six months to laugh <laughs> at this, or you know it might be fucking thirty yeah. years. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Yeah, but I mean, no, I get you. I get you. Is I think I think my dad isn't an alcoholic. But <laughs> just like what random statements, but in there. all right, thank you well, for confirming, Daniel. Ten, ten minutes ago, I was thinking it, and I forgot to mention it. Um, <laughs> he he is an alcoholic, but I think I've he seen is. no, he isn't. Oh, he isn't. So he isn't. Is, then again. He's but his I've seen his relationship with alcohol, and that's very much informed how I see my own relationship with alcohol. So I think where where you've seen your parents and, you know, they've kind of got a fairly controlled relationship or they don't really drink that much or whatever, you know, that's kind of and, yeah. and therefore that's giving you the space to the go. 
oh, yeah, actually, I think I might do it a bit. Whereas my dad, I, th- I can't remember whether this is a joke I came up with or whether he came up with when I was a kid. It was like he lived his life as like a nice big red stop sign of what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. i think i think he's just he definitely has had points in his life where he's drunk more than he's wanted to or he's drunk with a level of frequency that i mean maybe i've been uncomfortable with i think he's got obviously his own relationship with it but yeah i've definitely seen it as kind of alcohol-based coping or coping-based alcohol (laughs) yeah Rather than like, you know, what what I think my relationship with alcohol is majority of the time, which is like, isn't this fucking lovely? Oh, shit. I had too much last night. Right. Let's not do that again for a while. <laughs> for a while. Yeah. yeah. And then you forget and then you do it again. How how often how often would you say that you buy alcohol? Like as in you go to the shop, go to the supermarket, normal weekly supermarket shop. Yeah. Weekly. Weekly. Oh, yeah. And what yeah. do you get? Like a couple of bottles of wine or? Oh, I would say on average, not all the weeks the same. I would probably say one bottle of wine and like a ten pack of lager. Oh yeah, yeah. Fair play. I would say I drink one weeknight, not hard, you know, just like a few. Yeah. Uh, probably the one that's been the most stressful with work, and then I will drink Friday night and Saturday night. And then if there's any left on Sunday, I might drink it then. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I generally do. I persuade okay. myself that I have at least like four nights off it. Okay. It's okay, o- it's okay and balanced. But it's still over like the... Um, recommended. Well, yeah. the, rec- the recommended is barely anything. It's gone down to four. It used to be 21 for men, 14 for women, but I think it's 14 now for both, isn't it? It's like a fucking <laughs> thimble full there. For, I mean, 14 units, what's that? Like three pints? Uh, no, no. No, it's two more point, than that. 2.5 Yeah. So what's so what's that, quick maths? That's about six, six pints. pints. Five and a half pints. Yeah. Which would probably make sense, really. <laughs> It'd be quite healthy, yeah. Yeah. And probably not, not all at the same sitting either. And you're, and what, so we're saying that effectively you're having double the limit. Every week or most weeks. Yeah, so ten it's ten cans, isn't it? I think there's about two units a can. Yeah. So so there's twenty units in oh, so the, not quite double. Twenty units in the cans and then whatever a bottle of wine is probably like eight or nine there, isn't it? Yeah. Is yeah. It? But you, you wouldn't have the bottle of wine by yourself though. That's the share, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, she might have one, not much more than one. Okay. okay. I'd have the majority of it. What would you have in a week, on average? This, this is it. I think, I mean, I always, everyone always underestimates, and I think unless you're sort of actively buying it on a regular basis, it's always quite difficult to get your own accurate measure. My, what I think I have on a weekly basis is almost zero, because I genuinely don't drink that frequently. But then in reality, if it's like, you know, if you take the last few weeks, for example, do you want a snowball, Dan? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just there, and isn't the, it? And there's 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 in the fridge. There's Bailey's in the fridge. There's Prosecco in the fridge. We've still got a, bottle, a couple of bottles of mulled wine. There's two bottles of organic white wine. 
there's two bottles of whiskey. There's oh, there's fucking there's rum. Just it's there. like yeah, and I mean I have not rum. Oh rum. We've got such different. Well, no, actually, we haven't got such different alcohol tastes. I just like everything that you like and a whole load of other shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just go much more broad. I enjoy yeah. piss lager. You see, piss lager for me. Don't forget your bloody Bira Moretti Peroni. <laughs> go away. They're just pretending. Anyway, they are from the same brewery, probably, but Here Foster's, Carling, Standard Carlsberg. Coors, fucking yes. I oh, I love, I love that Moretti is considered a, a fancy beer for you. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not. It's some, they put a picture of an Italian guy yeah, on it. Yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. I I get easily seduced by the by the handsome Italian man. Oh, uh, well, the wheel. Beer Moretti. Yeah. No, the advert. Yeah. Okay, yeah. You know. But like, I don't know. Like, it's um. Yeah, I can't. Do do you not like? Were you? Where do you, where do you normally do your weekly shop? Because yeah, little, little or Aldi, but we I will generally on a Friday afternoon driving home from work. I'll stop in the local co-op for the beer. Oh, okay, and that's the why beer you get pickup. Your case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get a beer pickup, and I might get as like a treat weekend, like pizza or something like that. You know. Nice, nice. Well, I mean, I think I think that the that beer is a lot cheaper in in Lidl and Aldi. Like I, I didn't get it, but there was a can of there was a four pack for like less than a quid each. Yeah. Of like cherry flavoured cider. Oh fucking hell. <laughs> Coke flavoured yeah. cider. There was one in there I actually liked the beer. It was like called like Excelsior or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was yeah, like yeah. a really nice beer. And then I, I drank loads of these cans of this is nice. And then I looked at the back of the can once like after a yeah. few days, not back to back days, a few days of drinking it, and it colouring. So not they had really? to cull, yeah, they had to <laughs> colour it to make it look like beer. What fucking shade of piss <laughs> was this before you put the colouring in? What colour can wheat and hops be? Yeah, this is a shit crop, Donald. Uh, this is purple hops. So just like say, so yeah, I'll do for the Excelsior that. <laughs> just put in some yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, bit 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 less, Golden bit less. King. Put a bit of orange in it now. That's it. That's it. Janice oh, on like killer quality control yeah. in the factory. <laughs> I've been working here for thirty-five years. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna make me fucking wet myself. Oh Jesus Christ! No, I mean, I don't know. I I think my my approach to I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying I have it nailed, but my own personal approach to alcohol most of the time is, if you normally apply quite high ethical standards to what you're drinking, normally you'll end up paying a bit more, and therefore you'll drink a bit less. Like if you go to Aldi or you, you know, I mean, Coffs quite expensive, so it doesn't really work. But you buy a big pack of your standard piss lager that's going to set you back a fuck of a lot less than if you go down to like Conway Brewery or fucking, you know, yeah. Wild Horse or whatever. But you know that the beer that they're making is going to have a positive community impact and it's going to have a positive impact on the way that, you know, all of those raw crops are farmed. They're not going to be, you know, they're not going to be fucking over everyone down the supply chain in the yeah. same way that the massive breweries are. 
So it's like... It's like your margarine analogy again, isn't it? It is only like a quid, but it does make a big difference, really. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Right, so shall think... we go for your, uh, for your final thought on this? I'll call it capitalism. Sum it up, Daniel. <laughs> I, d- I didn't realise there's and capitalism. Well, it's, that's just like back to the podcast, isn't it? That's what we're fucked, Just really. subtitle, we're all fucked. <laughs> because of capitalism. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. No, I think I I love alcohol and I don't ever want to quit it. And it's delicious and it does it does really help and it has really helped me. And I think that for both of us to an extent, it's formed our personalities because it's allowed us to be ourselves whilst having a mask on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think that the risk of it is is that it is ultimately a depressant. It is ultimately a numbing agent. And even though it might hurt a bit more initially if you're facing your own world and you're facing the world without that sort of that comfort jacket of false confidence, it is still false confidence. And therefore, you know, you have to put the bottle down. And yeah choose those moments and choose those moments to have a drink in in more creative celebratory ways rather than that you know i think i think it loses its specialness if you have it on a kind of daily basis and it can lead you down a place where you start to think well why should i try those other things or why should i kind of try and break out my situation you know it it's it feels like a stabilizer but actually, ultimately, it's probably putting weights on your wheels and slowing you down. So that's, yeah. the, that's, the... that's where we disagree. <laughs> where we, we'll disagree agreeably. How about that? We'll try. We'll try. <laughs> well, nice thanks, one. Dan. It's good to be back. And uh, Good to be back. Yeah. See you next week, I suppose. Awesome. Take care, mate. Bye, Bye for now. mate.